Hi guys, uh, welcome to another episode of uh, Tan and Tanner. Um, this is a very, very special episode because it's basically like a community project kind of Frankenstein-y monster um, thing. <laughs> and um, I'm very, very excited for this episode because uh, as of yesterday, my previous episode was the most listened to episode uh, on the entire podcast so far. And um, I would have never imagined this to be uh, the response uh, from you guys. And um, I feel very grateful to be surrounded by people who are um, willing to have these discussions and, um, you know, are open to um, are open to communications and discussions. And yeah thought exchange ah i love it okay um i'm so sorry i'm so happy about this um and so um for those who haven't uh are not following us on instagram or me on instagram um this episode is special because um i asked uh the uh the listeners to send in uh their thoughts about my previous episode under the patriarchy our bodies don't belong to us um you guys were allowed to share your experiences um you were you know um maybe there was something that you wanted to elaborate on uh maybe there was something that you disagreed with um and the purpose of this was to like start a conversation and keep the conversation going because that's how we can all learn and grow and um i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i was a bit worried that uh nothing is gonna come in but uh which made me even happier that so many of you actually um send me something and i want to thank everyone um who took the time to listen to the episode um and then also a special thank you to those who uh, make this episode possible um again i feel very very lucky to be around women who um uh, yeah are, are are willing to talk about these issues um that are very important to us and so all right um without further ado um we shall get into it um i will be either reading or just playing uh reading the questions or statements that you send me um and then um if i feel like i have something useful to say i will do that or um uh, play the audios that you send me and then um uh, yeah maybe also comment on it um and i think uh i mean it doesn't stop at this episode i i hope everyone is taking everything that is said here uh home um for yourselves maybe and your environment as well maybe you keep the conversation going there and i'm pretty sure that i will also continue to um talk about uh feminism and feminist issues on this podcast um quite regularly <laughs> probably um knowing myself <laughs> because this is a huge huge topic and this is just like the tip of the iceberg so um yeah i'm looking forward to that and uh yeah let's just get into it <laughs> um i think it might be helpful to explain exactly what the patriarchy entails and how it still has its effect um, nowadays because there are still um, way too many people who believe that um, feminists well, who, all, who in the first place are afraid to call themselves a feminist and who also think that feminists have achieved everything that they set out to achieve in the first place and that they are now treated equally to men 
um, and that all they're after now is um, supremacy over men, which is misandry and not feminism at all, but um, I think it could be useful to explain what the patriarchy means um, to, in today's context. Okay, so we're starting strong because Alia just gave me uh, a question that is worth a whole episode on its own. Uh, however, I will try to comment on this very briefly uh, because I think it's uh, worth mentioning um, and uh, it's important for the discussion itself and to understand also what I'm referring to when I'm talking about uh, the patriarchy. So the thing is, uh, patriarchy, like the word itself, does have multiple definitions depending on who you ask. For example, if you Google it, the first thing that comes up is, of course, Wikipedia, which means uh, and um, which says that the patriarchy is a social system in which men hold primary power and predominate in roles of political leadership, moral authority, social privilege, and control of property. Um, I think that this definition is a bit too simple because um, it doesn't mention um, the the fact that in general, like the patriarchy is enforcing the dominant versus submissive um, roles of men and women um, in overall, not only in uh political leadership or these things um and uh so for me i think the definition that i like the most oh yeah before i read that one um there is another one which for example says that the uh a patriarchal society describes a general structure in which men have power over women again i think uh, this is a bit too simplistic but i i guess you you get the you get the point, right? Um, but the one that I like the most is that um, is that the patriarchy is a system of social structures and practices in which men govern, oppress, and exploit women. I think this one um, kind of includes everything um, because uh, the other one, for example, left kind of out the oppression. Um, <laughs> and um, like uh if you wanna of course this sounds a bit like vague i guess um so it's you have to imagine it as a uh social construct in which uh men enjoy privileges based on their own sex um and uh they use that privilege and they uphold that privilege through um oppressing women and um uh, you know um keeping them down and getting away with it basically and the way that this can like show in today's society and also why i mean <laughs> it's actually funny because uh i think it's funny that people believe that feminists have achieved everything they wanted to achieve because if they did then why are we still talking about this why are we still thinking about this why are we still having discussions about this right like i mean if everything would have been solved um I, yeah like we wouldn't be here right <laughs> so uh it's very funny to me that that's still a thing um but um uh so yeah i, I mean we're not definitely not there yet um but this can like the way that patriarch the patriarchy can show um uh, in uh everyday life is um for example so I think a big part of the patriarchy is also that it's um, with it's like a social construct, but it's also uh, established in social institutions. And so I think that's the best way to still see that there is uh, a problem with this. And you can refer to that, like you can see that in, for example, um, just, okay, if we're going really simple here, right? 
um for example education um there's a lot of places uh in the world where like statistically girls have less access to education uh have a lot more disadvantages um uh in the labor market and this also influences their direct uh, control and power for their o uh, ownership of property but also ownership of themselves because uh, they cannot provide for themselves and uh, this is really I, I don't know again I'm, I don't know if I'm referencing little women too much but um, there's this one scene where uh, Amy says that uh, it's the scene where she talks about the fact that marriage is a economic proposition and she says that um, many uh like I, i'm a woman so i cannot uh earn a living or even if i can it's not enough to support me or my family and uh to be honest i mean i don't think a lot has changed <laughs> uh since then in a lot of places and so uh, and then she also goes on to say like if i have children they're not mine they're his and stuff and i know that like in the western world it's a bit more nuanced than that but uh if you look at the grand scheme of things the minor, uh, the major holder of uh minimum wage jobs or even underpaid jobs is also women so you know uh we're still stuck there uh <laughs> this is nowhere near uh where we should where we should be right and um uh, these are just a few things like like this is it this, uh, concerns education and, and concerns employment and concerns property it concerns uh, economic power and um i mean i think i also another um another good way to uh <laughs> i think uh one of the most um uh, not I guess controversial topics is like reproductive rights and um, the fact that um, <laughs> like men politicians believe that they have the right to even make a, a choice on these topics is I think very uh, ridiculous and it's it's part I think of the patriarchy asserting itself because the patriarchy is also um, it's not only a social construct, it's a social construct that holds specific ideas and um, schools of thought, right? And so, um, uh, for example, the fact that, you know, some countries are uh, not allowing women to decide to have an abortion is a, is a way to asserting, again, uh, male power over, over women and then oppressing their choice. Uh, well, the choice is maybe not the right word, the autonomy of the, over their own body. And, um, yeah, um, these are just a few examples, right? I'm like, I could go on and on, but I, uh, I really want to give the other, uh, uh, submissions also sometime. Um, but, uh, yeah, I hope that answers your question for now. And I hope we can elaborate on this in a, in a future episode. Hi, my name's Stephanie. And I know I leave Romola because the two of us study together. And what struck me most about the podcast episode about why our bodies don't belong to us under the patriarchy was the part about shaming and women growing out body hair. Because um, I started growing out my body hair 
under the quarantine, like many other women, I think. And I grew up my body hair now for the first time since I was 14 or 15, maybe, which is like 10 years ago. <laughs> and yeah, although I consider myself feminist, I never really, really questioned why I was shaving my legs and shaving my armpits. I always thought, yeah, well, I'm doing it for me, I, it makes me feel better, I feel good, but it's just like the feeling of smooth legs, um, but I realized, uh, firstly, I realized that, um, uh, well, I always shaved my legs up to my thighs, and I realized now that I don't even really cool hair on my thighs, so, well, and secondly, I realized that I feel good as well with hair on my legs and armpit hair, it doesn't make me feel any less good or anything, so it doesn't really, it doesn't really make a difference, I guess, and that just that it took me 10 years on a worldwide pandemic to realize that just goes to show for me that I did not really do it for myself. I did it to avoid social the social backlash that comes for women who don't adhere to patriarchal values and how, how deeply how deeply infiltrated I am by patriarchal values. There is, I think this voice note is like very, very important. And there's one thing that I want to really stress that uh, Steffi said, which is the fact that, you know, for the first time in her life, she realized that she also feels good about her body, even when it's hairy. And this is, I think, one of the things that I want everyone to take uh, away from both of these episodes is that um, I'm not trying to impose a lifestyle on you, right? Like, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. The, what I want to do, uh, what I'm asking people to do is to question uh, their choices and uh, maybe ask yourself, where is this desire coming from? and is it are you really doing it for yourself you know and um even if you are doing it for yourself why do you feel the need to do it to do this exactly for yourself you know and so um uh yeah <laughs> i just want to thank thank steffi especially for this because i think this is really really highlights uh the fact that we don't even realize um because we're just doing it automatically, right? Like we are, we're not even thinking about it. We're just doing it because this is what we have been told. And um, this is what we're supposed to do. So, you know, um, we're not even questioning it. And I think that's the problem. That's the thing. Like the fact that we're oblivious to a lot of the things that we're doing unconsciously, uh, subconsciously, um, or even unconsciously. <laughs> yes. Um, just because it's, uh, it's, um, social dogma you know um yeah
Hello, um, my name is Lara. I'm 20 years old and I'm from Germany. And I don't really mind not being anonymous, so that's why I said my name. Um, first of all, I love that you spark conversations and I'm also all in for it, like about any topic, actually, because I think we as humans and people don't really talk about the important things or, I don't know, maybe because we are so busy in our lives that we kind of are too worn out to think about those important things that actually kind of shape our lives. So um, I love that you're doing these broadcasts and I love that you also talk about this um, topic. And I kind of hope that you would do that because uh, when I saw your picture on your story, I loved that picture. I loved what it does. And I totally agree that also I kind of thought wow that's brave like in the back of my head first of all I thought wow that's that's amazing like it looks so cool because I also think that it has its own kind of aesthetic like women's bodies are really like just gorgeous in any form and shape so I really love that but in the back of my mind I also caught myself thinking wow that's so brave and I think that's kind of messed up as you also said and Yeah, actually, I love all of your pics, <laughs> all of your Instagram pics, like in lingerie, especially like you said also, because I think they're just so aesthetic. And I, I, I just and the whole everything you talked about was like really eye opening, like also things I didn't think about in the first place. And I also think that um, the word feminism kind of lost its power. I think it's great that it's not seen as something bad anymore but I also think that everyone calls themselves a feminist and I'm glad that I'm not the only one who doesn't like for the same reasons and I would definitely love to spark more conversation about it so I think that's just great I also loved your um your thought on high schools uh, like the um extracurriculars that they should teach or just open the eyes of students and I, I I don't know I just totally agree because the only thing like the only subject we really talk about it is maybe biology when you have that like I, I don't know what you call it in English but that whole body talk about um, genders and stuff but you don't really talk about the emotional side of it I guess and also the other subject is politics and Politic, I don't know if I'm the only one that I, I also had really shitty teachers, but politics, like the class sucked at my school. Like we didn't learn anything. We didn't learn anything important. We, all, we only talked about economics once, which was kind of important, but I don't care who sits in the parliament. Like if I don't, I, I don't know what, I don't know how to say it, but it was just, so bad and I think we can totally talk about more important things like you do on your broadcast and I totally love that and I would totally love to see that because I think in high school you're old enough to like think about those things in a mature manner like kind of hopefully and like like most of them most people I guess and yeah I, I don't know I don't know um and also I would love to uh, hear a broadcast on beauty on the beauty industry because I totally agree. I I also hate it and I I don't 
don't know. Like, I don't like wearing makeup at all. And um, I don't like spending money on it. I think it's a great hobby, but I couldn't see myself spending hundreds and hundreds of euros or just money on makeup. Like, I, I don't know. I hate the feel of it. Um, you also uh, always have to check up how you look. And I just totally hate this whole concept. Um, so because I hate makeup, I want to make my skin look really nice. Like I am acne prone, um, especially hormonal acne. And that's why I spent more money on skincare and more time also to educate myself, which I can totally spend on other things. And that is also because it's kind of hormonal acne. I get really bad acne um, around my chin area when I eat a lot of chocolate or um, sugar. And come on, all good things have sugar and chocolate in it. So I kind of hold myself back eating those and not enjoying life to the fullest so that my skin looks nice because I think of myself as really unattractive when my skin is really bad, but all the more attractive when my skin is good. And I hate that because it's also just like body hair, really normal to have that. And I just also annoying to me that I'm spending so much time thinking about it and so much time just caring about it. I mean, it's kind of self-care. But it shouldn't be self-care because you hate something on yourself, but more because you want to do something nice for yourself. Like, I, I don't know if I'm getting my point across, but yeah, I'm just trying to keep this as brief as possible. So I hope you know what I mean. And also body hair. I haven't really told this to anyone. It's not because I'm ashamed, but I've I've been thinking about it a lot, especially the past like two years, because it makes me so angry. Like... I can't even put it into words. It's kind of like um, your family or like your Turkish um, relatives telling you you look like a man. And I'm so sorry that you had to hear that because it's just, I have really, I have no words. And I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do about it. So I don't, I, I'm just going to tell my story. There was a guy when I was 12. And I'm, ah, it makes me so angry. There was a guy when I was 12 that I really liked and it was summer and of course in summer you wear short pants and I already started um, shaving my legs and my um, armpits because my mom told me to like <laughs> normal what society tells you to do and I didn't care before and I also I have blonde hair so yeah I don't know you get the gist but actually um, like we sat together a lot and we sat quite close and he was also like he was such a bad guy like he was such a fuckboy and I can't explain like I was so, just so happy that he kind of I don't know if he liked me or just pretended to have another girl but it was one of those guys who were 12 and had already like 20 girlfriends and everybody said he lost his virginity at 10 what he was really proud of and I think that's so disgusting like you do you but if you brag about losing your virginity with 10 I, I don't know, it's it's just, children should think about other things, I'm, I don't know if I'm the only one here, but yeah, anyways, um, we said, or I said mostly with crossed legs, like, what, what do you call it, Schneidersitz? I, I'm so sorry, um, but I said in Schneidersitz most of the time, because that's just, that was just the most comfortable position for me, and um, it, it's quite a long story, but at the end of the day, when I went to a party, like he left school, and he totally like um, played me. Later 
in like the beginning of 2013, I went to like one of those like teenager parties and danced and stuff. And there was a huge group of boys and they were friends with him. And he was also there and he saw me and I was, I mean, I danced my whole life. And I guess I was kind of a good dancer for being 13 and stuff. And I didn't dance anything like in a seductive way or something. But um, they, like the boys kind of had were interested in me, I guess, some of them. And that made him told them that my um, pubic hair was like five centimeters long. I don't remember if it was true. I know I had it because um, when you're a teenager, you grow that. But um, basically, he said he saw it when I was wearing hot pants sitting in that position. And that it was really gross. And I had to defend myself and say that I didn't have it at age almost 13. And that's just crazy to me. Like, first of all, um, that I had to shave in such an early age. Like, when you can't, like, couldn't even really see it in the first place. But also... I had to defend myself about having pubic hair when I didn't even get intimate with anyone with like they didn't even know me like they shouldn't even care and that just to this day makes me so angry that he wanted to get these boys away from me by telling them about my pubic hair and it being extra super long because he thought that was super disgusting at age 12 and I don't know I just it came to me a few years ago and I was angry and it thought I would not think about it anymore but just the past few years because I have super sensitive skin and I don't like the feel of body hair so yeah I, I shave but it really hurts like I can't really shave and I also thought about getting like um, them lasered away and that costs a lot of money and also shaving costs a lot of money and everything hair removal like again with uh, just like with the skincare it just costs a lot of money and I also like I do it for myself honestly but uh, on the other hand I don't know if in the back of my mind that's just what society taught me and I hate that my I kind of like hurt my skin so much just to feel good about my body you know and I don't I, I don't even know I'm just so angry about that most of the time when I think about it like especially when I shave and stuff so <laughs> I don't I don't I don't even know what to say about it it's just this whole story makes me just so angry and that's why I kind of hate the beauty beauty industry there was also something that you said about moving to Brussels and I don't know I really had to smile at that because um I met you at like <laughs> those K-pop contests and I remembered you being like kind of one of the shyer people in your dance group um, and we didn't talk much until uh, I, I visited you in Brussels and you just you seemed so free to me and like so stylish and just this whole your whole aura just changed so much from what I remembered you and I I admired you for that because that's like all I want to be like that's what I'm striving for kind of it, it might sound super cheesy but I just loved seeing you being so free and just loving Brussels and embracing your uh, embracing and uh, embracing yourself you say that but you know what I mean just being 
you to the fullest. And also Melanie, who's um, from, like, her parents are Chinese. When we walked the street, there was one really racist guy and you just snapped back at him. And I just love that. And it's just one of my favorite memories because, I don't know, you were just so you. And I think that's what women should just be and should not be afraid of. Um, and it's just, it just angers me so much that we have to, we have to look good. We have to look a certain way to get certain jobs, to get certain everything. Like, it's, it's just, I don't know. I just, again, I don't want to talk for too long, but I'm just so happy that you sparked this conversation. I hope I could contribute in any way to this conversation. I know I almost only talked about this body hair stuff, I think. Um... But that's just what really makes me angry and, um, you know, just just man degrading us because of our looks and that or us ourselves, too. And because we're hurting ourselves so much with eating disorders and over exercising, uh, exercising until our body hurt, bodies hurt. And um, it's just I don't know, it's just so mind-boggling that we do that and put ourselves through that i mean men do that too um i think there's also a lot of i heard as um i heard at least that there's a lot of um anorexia also in the gay community especially in the gay community i mean uh everyone has it either women or men women or men but um i don't know this i the beauty industry please do one on that i would love to hear your views and because i learned a lot from your um from this one from this episode and it was just really eye opening in many ways and i think we should really just keep the conversation going until maybe also the politicians hear us because I'm not, I have to be honest, I'm not really one to be super um, outgoing with this. Like, I don't go, I don't really go to marches and stuff. And maybe I should, like, I totally should. And maybe I will after this whole quarantine, corona, COVID thing is over. And, um, but I totally think that we should at least think about it and talk about it and just get other people's opinions on it so that we can grow and that's why I love that you're doing this right now so thank you and I will continue listening to you I love it bye okay so now I'm in my car so it's not the same time but um while I drove I thought of something and also because we talked so much about society we also have to think about um that boys are also kind of conditioned to think in that like sex like like sexual sexualizing women's bodies to maybe be manly i that that's just what came to my mind because um i remember i i don't really like my mom's boyfriend because he he's also like that and um basically how i got to know him was when we went shopping for my mom and the only thing he could say say was how sexy she looked and how hot she looked and um he thought that made her feel beautiful and he didn't once like not once did he say that she's beautiful that she looks beautiful um 
or anything like that it was only just hot and sexy and i mean he's over 50 so i don't i don't know and um also i had a photo sh photo shoot once like a tfp one and we just tried different things and um i like i had red lipstick and he's like that normal guy like he think or he's conditioned kind of to think um like this normal thing like you would uh, he thinks like what you would expect a man to think is sexy if you know what i mean and i had red lipstick i had um a black dress on a form-fitting dress and um, smoky eyes my hair was um in like it was kind of vol voluminous and is that a word but you know what i mean like just what an ideal wom woman in the 50s like kind of looked and um the only thing he could say was how sexy I looked. And I really, I really didn't want to hear that. Um, because, first of all, I was disgusted at what he said to my mom. Like, how he talked about her. Because he never once complimented my mom. I never heard him say, because she's a businesswoman, she has her own business. And he never complimented her about her brain. About how beautiful she is about knowing so much stuff about how strong of a woman she is it was always just about her body and that made me so disgusted and that he said the same thing to me made me even more disgusted and um he also said that that's how it should be he said oh my god you look so hot that's how it should be right and i was like no women are not supposed to be sexy and my mom was kind of not not offended but he was defending him by saying oh that's okay that's just how men think and i was like no that's not how men are supposed to think and that's not what a 50 plus year old man should say to a 20 year old like that's just it made me feel so uncomfortable and also uh, on the other hand i feel like i shouldn't feel so disgusted by it because it's in the end it's a compliment i don't know there's just so much playing into this one little conversation or this I don't, I don't know I don't know what you mean but that's also what I think thought about on my way here like on my way driving so I don't know maybe it's just another point of view that men are also kind of conditioned to think like that because he's he's like a really like quiet and actually I don't I don't want to say shy but he's he's he doesn't have the most brains like he doesn't know much I would say he's not that intellectual. It it might sound that mean, but it's just the way it is. Um, and maybe he just wants to seem more manly and more desirable by saying stuff like that. But it's just so disgusting to me, kind of, to downgrade me and especially my mom. Because I know how happy he makes her. And that's just, I don't know. I don't know. That's just another thought of mine. Okay, so... Um thank you so much for sharing your story actually and i think this is um there is a lot of things to unpack actually because um i will definitely make an episode about the beauty industry and um about what we consider self-care and all of these things because obviously this is also influenced by um what the patriarchy expects of women um but i think um uh i understand the desire to uh you know have clear skin uh because i also have hormonal uh well i don't have 
uh, harsh acne but i do have um uh like hormonal pimples and all of these things so uh i totally understand that and i don't think that's a bad thing that you want to like take care of your skin overall you know um um but i think what is important to remember is that uh you shouldn't feel bad about just letting your skin be either you know and i think that's something that we have to work towards as a as a society as a whole um but um the first thing i want to say it is very fucked up to lose your virginity at 10 first of all i mean who what who why you're like you're a wee child you're not even a teenager um which i also think is is very young like just being a teenager and having sex i think uh, like for me that's very young but um holy moly like mm, don't think that's normal <laughs> um and you know um i'm so glad that you shared your story because the fact so the fact that these boys had the audacity to talk about your body as if it's their right to do so is exactly what is so messed up about everything um in uh what we teach uh men uh and how we assert the patriarchy within the next generations as well right so first of all like there's two problems with this right number one uh yeah again the entitlement to that they felt to comment on your body and um as if it's something shameful um is ridiculous and uh is not okay <laughs> like who why is it any of your business what you do like what we do with our bodies right and then secondly uh coming to the shameful part like why is it shameful that like even if you would have body hair like who who gives you know a shit like uh, why do you like it's nothing disgusting and i think that's the um this is the problem with like shaving like quote-unquote culture i guess if you want to call it that i don't know like i'm not saying okay here's the thing again i'm not trying to dictate anyone's life and i'm not trying to say what is right or wrong for your own personal choices i think that's absolutely okay but in the grand scheme of things this is why i think um and i will come back to that i guess in the after the next submission because um um the next uh audio also talks about this a little bit um the fact that um we believe that both choices are created created equally or have the same outcome is not right because um women who do decide to shave um as is their freedom to do so make women who don't decide to shave look a lot hairier than they actually are because you know like our bodies exist just as the ones of men you know like it grows it breathes it and uh, produces <laughs> hair and other things so i um like believing that uh both choices are equal is is uh i think um uh, i know that it wasn't what you're trying to say but um uh this like i think this just your experience i think goes to show that this is like one of the reasons why it's wrong to believe that both things are created equal and have the same outcome um 
so uh yeah and um it's also so funny um that like as long like as soon i don't i mean um as soon as you step out of the patriarchal standards that a lot of people feel like entitled in general to comment on you like i have this a lot with people confusing me for a man sometimes <laughs> and i'm like i okay <laughs> literally don't know what you're talking about but sure um and uh yeah the last thing that i wanted to say is like um uh no actually there's two things i wanted to say one is that uh you said something about like that you're not going to marches and these things and i don't think you should feel bad for not going to marches or just as you shouldn't feel bad for not shaving because that's at the end of the day um i don't think that's where change necessarily comes from i think change comes from uh critical self-reflection and also obviously action and at some point there will be a revolution i am 100 percent sure about this i don't know if it's going to be in our lifetime but if it does i think then it's more important to show up because um i mean marches are important but you shouldn't feel guilty for uh not going and it doesn't make you a bad woman for not going um so uh yeah don't feel like you shouldn't feel like you're you know you should feel guilty about it is what i'm trying to say i said this like three times already now but anyway um uh but i think it's uh i think it's more important that you create change within the like the environment that you have um like for example it might be more important that you talk you know when um a guy says something that you speak up you know or um even though that can be hard i'm not saying this is easy right these things are not easy and it's not supposed to be easy because uh chain if it would be easy we wouldn't have to do it right <laughs> we wouldn't have to fight for the liberation of women but um yeah but uh like small changes can already help a lot and just in your like you know encouraging the women around you and you know um having discussions with the women around you and um just uh yeah just making the changes on your level as much as possible and then if you really want to go into it <laughs> then you can be you know an activist but that's uh, like uh, yeah <laughs> again i don't think everyone is made out to be one and uh that's okay as well um but uh yeah i mean you know like i think what i'm trying to say is that um that there's a lot of women who go to these marches but then they will still you know be with uh have a boyfriend who is misogynistic uh or will make rape jokes or they will um you know talk uh badly about women who have hair or like these things you know so like at the end of the day it doesn't really like so okay they went to the march but <laughs> what did they do for the liberation of women nothing so i think it's not that important that you necessarily show up for these things it's more important that you um uh well kind of like put your money where your mouth is <laughs> and just uh make sure that your actions and your words match up with what your ideology is supposed to be um yeah just wanted to say that and then the last thing that i wanted to say um about your mom's boyfriends um is this is a perfect example of like men reducing women to 
um like reducing their value to their bodies and their beauty and their appearance and uh this is again exactly the reason i think why uh it's so important that we break patriarchal standards for women because you know this is what we're seen as and like it's like i, I mean i like your point that you're saying that maybe they're doing it to appear manly but to be honest i i, I mean like yes i do agree uh with the fact that obviously men are also trained to think this way like that's obviously like you know otherwise the patriarchy wouldn't you know necessarily uphold as as much as it does but um it's just it just goes to show as well that men care more about uh themselves than like in in a in a societal broad term right uh care more about like what's it means for them than what it means for the woman <laughs> and it's interesting to like it's still interesting for me to see because um it's just upsetting you know because women are a lot more than just uh their looks but i think also in the in the time of social media it's very hard to get away from that like a lot of women find personal freedom or personal empowerment through their own beauty and i don't think that's necessarily bad or wrong but in feminist like speaking in feminist terms it's not bringing us anywhere outside of the patriarchy you know because we're still conforming to the norms and the, the dogma and the stigma so like what are we changing and like that's the thing um because men are not going to change their their views you know unless we we make a point and we make a statement and i think that's yeah i don't know and also honestly that comment like the fact that you felt repulsed by his comment is a very sure sign of something not being right you have been born with innate uh danger receptors and you are absolutely right in you know the like in saying that the situation make you made you uncomfortable and you should definitely not take it as a compliment because it wasn't just a compliment it, it wasn't like quote-unquote it was you know just a compliment it, it was the like the fact that you feel violated means something and it's not appropriate and again it also goes to show that uh, a lot of men um uh don't really like there was a study that men prefer like as as they were they, they made the study about uh like asking um men and women what their ideal partner's age would be and women would always quote like on average women would be like quote a, a number around the same age as they are but men would always keep it in the 20s <laughs> because they um and this goes along with because of that ideal that like women are submissive and, and needed and like yeah, like yeah, petites and and um um like dependent on the man and uh yeah like that's i mean like i, I i'm gonna talk way too much if i don't stop right now but um trust your guts when these things happen because it's not okay to say that you know uh from him and uh if it makes if it made you feel uncomfortable then 
um you should listen to that voice in your head because it's you know uh it's telling you something (laughs) you know otherwise it wouldn't be there um and i think this also goes to show why it's so important to get older because you say your mom defended him kind of right and i think this is also why it's so important to get older generations on board with this whole thing as well but it's very very hard because like i i see this with my own mom as well um that they never thought about it that way you know and um it's just so infiltrated and the thing is that they don't i don't think most of the older generation women like they really grew up in an environment where feminism was necessarily talked about and again coming back to the point that we need feminism in education systems because um i if everyone would have grown up with this then i think at least we would have a more basic under like everyone would have a basic understanding of it like uh, both men and women and like it would definitely create a social difference in my opinion but um yeah (laughs) hi eileen it's julia um mora your friend texted me about your podcast um and i was very interested to hear it so um uh she said that i even could um react on your podcast on the things you said that i could record my reaction so um i listened to it i uh, must say it, i didn't hear everything unfortunately i'm sorry about that but i just wanted to be on time to give a reaction so i listened uh half of it uh so it could be that we um that i misunderstood some things um but i'm only going to react uh, through the to the things i already heard so um yeah i ju- i just actually want to say one thing um is that i i think i clearly have another definition of fe- feminism than you um that's totally okay but i think it's very interesting to uh, openly discuss and talk about this um because uh, i'm i'm just the I'm just going to talk about this one thing uh, at first. So you gave an example of this one um, activist that you know um, and that you very much appreciate. And you were talking about uh, shaving or not shaving as a woman and if it uh, would help the feminism, would help us uh, women. um, And that that, that this activist said... I do shave um, and I know it's not good or it doesn't help uh, the liberation of women's bodies. And you also talked about shaving or not shaving with Mora um, and that she does shave uh, because she likes the feeling of being smooth, being soft. Um, I I just want to say I don't really feel like... Uh, shaving or not shaving has to really do with feminism anymore you might uh, be be think this is weird that i say this that's okay we don't have to agree uh, i just think that um, indeed it must be very uh, important uh, for the women in the late 70s when feminism was really on the rise, was really important. And I I do think and I do understand that these women in the late uh, 70s, that they needed to do something radical, maybe. That they really needed to say, okay, we must do something, something very radical to show uh, men, but not only men, 
that we we don't uh, agree with the way that we need to be for men, for society. So we decide to not shave anymore. We decide to grow our hairs. We decide to not wear bras. Um, could be that you said something about uh, wearing bras or not wearing bras in the podcast too. I uh, didn't hear it yet, unfortunately. But it's just, I do understand that in the late 70s, this must be very important to make a change but now nowadays i think it's just about about doing the things for yourself uh, that makes you happy i don't think that you can do something wrong that you can be a wrong feminist i didn't say that you said this but i think i don't chafe personally and therefore i don't think that i don't help with the liberation of women. I think I help, uh, actually, in fact, because I just do the things that I want to do for myself. I am myself. My body is mine. And I think feminism is about that. My body is mine. So if I want to shave, I will shave. If I don't want to shave, I won't shave. But even in these quarantine days, Yesterday, I shaved myself. I feel smooth. I feel great. I feel like the most empowering woman when I shave myself. And if if that's bad, then that's... I, I, I don't think that's bad. Um, you should do the things that you want to do for yourself. Um, also about posting, po- posting these pictures on Instagram when you're posing in lingerie. Um, and I just think you need to, if you want to do that, what for yourself, indeed for yourself, not for man pleasing, um, and not, not even for, uh, pleasing others, not even men, uh, only, then you should do that. And if you want to write, I'm a feminist and I'm proud of my body and I'm confident that I wear lingerie. And that I post it on Instagram for myself because I feel good. Then you should do that. And then you should just write that you're a feminist because that's what feminism is about. It's not about not shaving. It's not about not wearing a bra. It's not about um, all these little radical things. It's just how I feel, of course. Um, And uh, I think everyone has a different definition of feminism. And I think we need to embrace that. The main goal is just that you do things for yourself and that you shouldn't do things because you want to please men, but you don't want to please other women too because feminism and doing uh, things for yourself uh, and and not doing man please it's not only about man-pleasing, it's also about uh, pleasing other women because if... I think women are very hard and very harsh for other women if they, uh, because, yeah, it, it could be that they don't, that, that, that they are not conscious of this, um, but it is, if you go to um, a, a job solicitation, or how do you say it in English, like uh, you want to go to a job conversation, I probably think you know what I mean. Um, it's summer and you are wearing a dress, but you didn't shave yourself. I think that even if the, the, the person you're going to talk about for a job, 
is a woman, I think you won't get the job. It could be, but I think that even women, your boss doesn't have to be a man. Even women will look at, look at you and look at you and say, oh, she didn't shave. How shameful, because this is the big day. She should have shaved. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a, only about a man uh, pleasing and about um, being, uh, uh, well, not, not man-pleasing and, and trying to not um, do the things for a man. But it's also about letting go of doing things for other women because... It's not about only men. It's about the 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 idea we have of women bodies. Uh, we all have the society. It's not only about men. That's what I think. It's about just doing things for yourself. And if it's posting a picture of lingerie uh, on Instagram, like you also do, very lovely pictures, by the way, uh, <laughs> then I think we just need to embrace uh, other women too. And we need to say, okay, uh, damn girl, you look you look very confident. If you you posted this picture for yourself, damn, you, you're amazing. And if you want to caption it with, I'm a feminist and I'm so lucky to have my body shaved, not shaved, wearing a bra, not wearing a bra, you should do you. I think feminism is all about that. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to to share you, to share my opinion with you. We don't have to agree with these things, uh, absolutely not. I think it's just very interesting to um, talk uh, with each other about these things. So, um, yeah, have a have a lovely day, and uh... and I also wanted to quickly add that. Um, it's just my opinion, but if being a good feminist or bad feminist is about shaving or not shaving, wearing a bra or not wearing a bra, I think we all are unfortunately pretty bad feminists because um, it's not only about shaving, not shaving, bra, not bra. It's also about um, it's also about. Uh, trying not to watch uh, movies or series that are very um, women unfriendly and did you never ever watch a rom-com where women are not really respected uh, or uh, portrayed very um, sexist uh, I'm I'm personally a favor, uh, very very fond of Korean dramas, but um, I recently stopped a little bit with watching these because I saw that these uh, women were pretty um, portrayed in a sexist way, um, and it really it it bothered me. But um, I still watch it now again because I I do like Korean dramas. I like uh, the language. I like uh, the humor. But I mean, if uh, bad feminism or good fem feminism is about doing all these things or not doing all these things, it's just uh, it it would be very difficult because uh, our world still needs to uh, have a have 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 a lot of change to get there. Um, and we can try um, because there's a good TED talk about it and a good book, uh, Bad Feminist of Roxane Gay. I think you probably 
and know this person. Um, and she also talks about, okay, okay, we can try to not watch these TV shows, but we, we cannot, we can't not watch TV. We can't not wa watch series or Netflix and always, um, try to, um, not watch these things because it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So I just wanted to add that. It's a side note. So, yeah. Okay, again, a lot to unpack here. I will try to kind of go chronologically, but um, there is a lot of like my thoughts jumping. So um, I hope this makes sense. But I, I think I first have to clarify, Mora does not shave anymore. She used to when she was younger, but um, she uh, made the conscious choice to just let her body be. So um, yeah, I just want to, I'm pretty sure she wouldn't want me to clarify, she would want me to clarify that. So um um where do i start okay my you, basically your the main argument is that uh you know feminism is about choice and you know uh, doing um what you what you feel like makes you happy and all of these things and um okay i want to clarify i am by any by i'm not saying by any means that people should not enjoy their lives like I think you're entitled to you because know, you only I mean you only have one life and you should spend it the way that you want to um that being said I think that definition that you gave me is more egocentricism is not about feminism because feminism in itself is a about the liberation of women uh as a class like as a social class as a whole it's about the collective not about the individual and um so the problem with that argument is that you know every choice is feminist is that um it just you know like it just assumes that and i said this just now before that um the choice argument assumes that each choice made creates the same outcome which it doesn't and um so some choices are not helping in the fight for liberation because they reinforce stigma and patriarchal standards and um, saying they're equal, like saying that each choice is good and has an equal outcome ignores that. And I think you gave the perfect example of this actually because um, you were talking about how you gave this example of a woman going to a job interview and not being shaven and you know if the interviewer is is a woman that she will probably also not give you the job because um um uh, she thinks that you're not proper or something and that's a perfect example of that because you know um of course women are also enforcing patriarchal standards on each other but that is also exactly why um the choice of not shaving uh, of shaving is not equal to the one of not shaving because with the shaving you're adhering to patriarchal standards and so it doesn't really uh help in the the fight for liberation you know you see what i mean like it's not i'm not saying is it's you're not a bad person for doing it right like i'm not trying to say that your morals are off or whatever because also it's um it's not about like it doesn't make you a bad person it doesn't make you a bad woman either um but i what i was trying to say and i think you kind of missed my points um 
uh, was not to dictate how people live their lives or say like this is the only way to go but I was asking everyone to reflect on the choices that we make each day and have a critical uh, outlook and uh, you know self-reflection on what is how are these things really helping anyone like are these things um, helping the liberation of my body is it helping the liberation of women is it um, where is this coming from where is that desire coming from to look a certain way you know to act in a certain way in a very unconscious like because we are always in a state where I feel like we're not really questioning our own actions and I think that's where the problem starts and my call was more about um, a, a call to to reflect to take time to reflect and to also be self-critical because if we keep patting ourselves on the back for uh you know acknowledging that women are you know human and uh like uh we deserve rights like obviously <laughs> like you know that's like the basic assumption but um i don't think that's enough um to um say that we're actually doing anything you know what i mean like when a, in a when women decide to shave they are um pushing that stigma and that dogma and um it just reinforces it and that's not the women's fault that's the patriarchy's fault um so again i'm not trying to say that you're a bad person if you're doing that but you, we should really think about this like um what are we promoting you know and uh yeah like if we would live in a post-feminist world um this wouldn't be a problem right like because then it would really be a choice and um women's values wouldn't be determined by uh this decision but um we're we're not in a post-feminist world because otherwise we wouldn't be thinking and talking about this and um also you really saying i mean the fact that you are calling not shaving a radical action goes to show that it, it is a stigma and we still need to break it because it shouldn't be considered radical in the first place um and i think i mean to assume that we don't need radical action now i think is also a bit naive because what has really changed since the, since the 70s i mean if you think about it in a in a broader social context even in the western world w w what really has changed like not a lot <laughs> like women are still uh, there is economic inequality there is um job opportunity inequality education um bodily autonomy um you know uh human trafficking um uh i mean rape assaults all of i mean this is like going into the extreme right but i'm saying that because all of these micro things lead up to bigger consequences and um yeah also not shaving is not a radical action it's literally inaction i'm just letting my body exist and the fact that this is considered radical is mind-blowing to me because it shouldn't yeah you know um the, i think the reason it is considered a radical action is that our bodies are not allowed to exist and that was exa exactly my point like the fact that we're just letting our bodies breathe is so like mind-boggling to the patriarchy <laughs> that um it's just considered 
strange and like extreme and like but it really isn't it shouldn't be i mean you know like um our bodies just don't belong to us because they're constantly under scrutiny through the patriarchal standards because you know if i go again take it to the extreme like men feel entitled to comment on our bodies you can see that from the story just shared by lara um they feel entitled to our space to grab us harass us i mean the shit that i think every woman goes through on a daily basis um um just goes to show that we 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 do like we we i think not shaving is a statement in saying i'm taking bodily control in the form of non-action and just letting my body be and you know that is so um maybe this is considered radical because men are used to control our bodies and so yes i do believe that it is a more feminist action to not shave but again i want to highlight this doesn't make you a bad person if you're shaving <laughs> i'm just trying to say that in in the grand scheme of things if we are if you are always putting individual empowerment and individual freedom over the collective we're not going to change anything on on a societal level and i mean that is the end goal so what are what are we doing i mean that being said i think the fight for liberation is obviously much bigger than just shaving and maybe this will is more highlighted in the later context of my episode so i i hope you have listened to that by by now but um and i don't have a perfect solution either um but um you know the point of the episode was not to shame individual choices the point of the episode was to um ensure that you critically ask yourself what your individual choices mean in a social context and in a social class context um and the fact that we are uh i don't think it's correct that we're putting the individual over the collective because again women are a social class uh, that need to be liberated so if we are always putting the individual over the collective it's not gonna change much <laughs> and um and uh yeah this is uh i think it's important that we stop just you know patting ourselves on the back to make us feel better i think it's more important that we stay stay open and self-critical and um you don't have to do like take feminist action every day if that's not what you want to do then that's fine but and again it doesn't make you a bad person or a bad woman because it shouldn't be our jobs to dismantle the patriarchy um but here we are <laughs> so uh it's not enough to just do that and then say that your job is done because it's not and you know like uh, i think the only way that you could escape everything and just be is literally to live excludedly and then only with women who are also um you know rejecting patriarchal standards um but um yeah that's usually not possible <laughs> um Sorry, I'm going back to body hair. I, I, I would say, I, I said that I will jump. But um, I mean, the thing is, body hair is the reason I talked about it is because it's part also of, of, of beauty standards and standards for women. And I mean, 
those beauty standards were literally created by men to oppress women. So I think we should be questioning those because uh, it enables the patriarchy. So we should be critically thinking about this and um, it, whether you make a choice for yourself or not, again, that's your, that's your own business and um, I'm not here to judge that. Uh, I just wanna make sure that people know uh, that not everything is, you cannot call everything feminism because um, it's not, uh, if it's not helping the social class as a whole, then is it really, like, what is it really, what are your actions really doing? How are you, how are you helping women through your actions? And that's like, um, I'm not saying this to make anyone feel bad, right? I'm saying this because, again, like I said this last time as well, being a feminist is hard. It's hard work. It's not supposed to be easy because then we there wouldn't be a need for it. You know, if it would be easy, we would have done it by now. And it is hard work. And it's 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 a whole, uh, like, I, I do believe it's, a, it's, it's like a very, I mean, it is kind of a lifestyle, but it's also just like, it is again it's activism and so not everyone is meant to be a feminist um and for me it's much more important that you you know that you understand um uh the concept of feminism as a whole and also understanding that your what we do in our everyday lives might be contributing to the patriarchy and then um maybe changing them for yourself and I think that's already, that's feminist action, but that doesn't necessarily, again, I'm not like for me, like I'm letting out my body, like I'm letting my body hair grow out. But I said already, I'm not calling myself a feminist. I'm calling myself a woman with feminist views because I am not, I am helping myself and the people around me, but I am not doing anything on the grand scale where I'm like an activist and well, not yet. Uh, I'm an activist and I'm helping women, you know, um, um, yeah liberate themselves you know and so like not on the grand scheme and so it's yeah <laughs> like that doesn't again that doesn't mean uh i don't feel bad about that though like i mean i wish there was more i could do but i'm not gonna uh i would rather be more self-critical and say like some things that i do are 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 not helping um and then uh but you know i i'm also entitled to live my own life uh, the way I want to so that's that's fine but I, I need to acknowledge that you know like acknowledging that there is like a social class trauma that we that you know we are sometimes feeding into and that's it's hard to break down <laughs> it's very interesting to me that you're uh, mentioning Roxane Gay I have not read her book yet um, um, but uh I, I have listened to her TED talk and um, the thing is, I mean, you're saying, uh, like you're asking, uh, does it make us bad feminists if we're consuming content that is misogynistic, etc. And, uh, you know, I mean, and you were saying like, it's very hard to avoid. So all of us would be doing a bad job. And I mean, honestly, I, I mean, um, I don't want to say we're doing a bad job because it shouldn't be our jobs. But yeah, it's incredibly hard to avoid and dismantle every single part of the patriarchy. And it takes a lot more effort than we're trying to make ourselves believe. And um, I, like, as I said before, like literally the only way to escape it is if you like live secludedly. And um, 
there is not really win you can't win like the, i mean otherwise we would have been there by now like um there is not a perfect solution i think but um it's more again i'm 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 what i want to do is make sure that people question and critically think about these influences and forces and how are we uh, enabling them as well um uh and like i think being conscious is the first step like you we're like walking most women walk through life and they are not even aware of the fact that things are pretty bad like um like yeah so like it's it's like because most women don't even realize because we're doing things like in in the, like this trans like I, I said i talked about how like you know the patriarchy lulled us into this idea of being free and like that's how i feel sometimes like i feel like we're all in this trance and we're just like don't really know what's going on but we're just like following things and not really stopping and asking ourselves what that what does that mean you know and um for example, I, I really like rap music and hip-hop and I actually stopped listening to songs that are misogynistic because it just started repulsing me so much because, again, I was asking myself and critically, like, I was starting to think more critically about these things and I was like, yeah, no, I don't want to do that anymore. But, again, like, everyone has to make that choice for themselves. I cannot tell someone to say, like, you shouldn't consume misogynistic content because, again, like you know like you should be allowed to enjoy your life and not always have to like compromise your own joy you know for the sake of uh a, a, an activist cause especially not if it's like uh if you like you know like we're not we shouldn't be responsible for the patriarchy but uh, like we we kind of have to be because um yeah who else is gonna do it you know and um i invite you to maybe go watch roxanne's um ta talk again with these thoughts in mind because um there is a part where she says um we go from acknowledging our imperfections to accountability or walking the walk and being a little brave if i listen to degrading music i'm creating a demand for which artists are more than happy to co contribute a limitless supply <clears throat> These artists are not going to change how they talk about women in their songs until we demand a change by affecting their bottom line. Certainly it is difficult. Why must it be so catchy? It's hard to make the better choice and it is easy to justify a lesser one. But when I justify bad choices, I make it harder for women to achieve equality, the equality that we all deserve and I need to own that. And I think like she says that because she's aware of the fact that um, um, some of our choices are bad and it's better to like doesn't mean that you can't consume that content it just means that at least you should be critical about it and um yeah i think that's the bigger takeaway from anything that roxanne has said um yeah <laughs> um anyway i'm gonna stop here now because otherwise it's gonna be way too long and uh but uh yeah <laughs> it's very interesting because i think when i was like 19 or 20 i was thinking the same way and then i only realized now like four years three years later that um uh that that's just like a way of lulling us into inaction 
and um yeah i just don't yeah i don't see how this is well how it is helping so this is why i um changed my viewpoints um obviously i can't force anyone to um change theirs but i hope that this is maybe another point of view that um broadens your horizon <laughs> um yeah Okay, so as always, uh, I've noticed that I forgot to say something while editing the video. Um, uh, I just want to point out that I think our main difference is that Julia's views are very idealistic. And I don't see those uh, forming in reality yet. Um, and this is actually one of the reasons why I grew away from uh, that point of view. And um, yeah, because it's... In an ideal state, it wouldn't matter, but we are not in an ideal state, and this is also why we keep talking about it, and this is also why it actually does matter, um, I do believe, because, um, yeah, we don't live in a post-feminist world, and we don't live <laughs> in a secluded, uh, only women society that have unlearned patriarchal dogmas. Um, so, uh, yeah. And I think... We cannot really ignore this, uh, otherwise I don't think there will be any change for the better. And um, yeah, at the end of the day, that's as, as long as we don't achieve liberation, um, none, of, uh, none of our ideals are gonna, like any ideals that are not realized are not um, helping in that. Like, in, breaching the liberation either so um yeah so i basically agree with everything you're saying but this shouldn't be news to you because i kind of life updated you while i was listening to the episode and also we've kind of been talking on and off about this topic for the last few weeks um so i don't really feel like adding anything to what you were saying i just uh want to kind of um, raise a question, I guess, um, because you mentioned um, rejecting the concept of beauty. And I find that really interesting and also something that should be thought about. And yeah, like, I agree with you. Um, but what I find difficult is kind of to navigate um, having such a belief you know saying i want to reject beauty as a concept because uh, it uh, has such a negative impact on women because they are only seen for uh, their beauty or their lack of beauty instead of for them as a whole like the you know whole joe march um monologue with women um <laughs> sorry um and i yeah i kind of find it difficult to have those beliefs and voice those beliefs uh, while also being conscious of the fact that not every woman um, sees it that way or is you know uh, in a situation or uh, at that point in their um, feminist journey or whatever you want to call it where they can uh, see themselves outside of uh, beauty standards or 
work towards uh, seeing themselves as more than just, um, you know, the uh, poor beauty or lack thereof. And how do you navigate, you know, I don't know, uplifting and validating your friends um, and making them feel supported uh, while also rejecting beauty as a concept or you know, for me, I kind of try to <laughs> explain to some of my friends uh, why I find individual empowerment to be uh, um, kind of an illusion and why it doesn't help to further women's liberation and why we should why we should think twice about um, if you know individual empowerment is worth it. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to sound like I am shaming women for their choice to wear makeup or um, for for what they're wearing or how they present themselves, because I don't think it's their fault that they think uh, or that they feel good about that. You know, I don't want, my, want to make anyone feel bad or ashamed, um, but I also want to be able to criticize, you know, the con context of the entire thing. And I find it kind of frustrating, which is also why I don't really talk about uh, f my feminist views uh, like publicly on my social media. Usually <laughs> um, I kind of did this weekend. Um, uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised that I got a positive reaction from from a lot of girls, um, like mo not because it was a lot of girls, but because usually I don't get any reactions to my Instagram stories other than like one friend who was like, yeah. Um, so I was kind of surprised that that what I said about, um, you know, um, feminist Instagram accounts who kind of, uh, you know, get it wrong in the way they're saying things, uh, that it resonated with a lot of girls. Um, so yeah, my, my question in general is like, how do you navigate um, having uh, strong beliefs, uh, not watering them down, but also having a conversation that is empathetic towards women? Um, okay, so this is actually a really, really good question. And to be honest, I do not have the perfect answer for this because this is very, very, very complicated. And I think, um, I am kind of trying to do that by making sure that they know it when I'm criticizing these things. I'm not trying to criticize them. I'm trying to criticize the whole system that is enabling our actions um, and like controlling our actions. Um, I think what's important is that um, acknowledging the fact that it makes them feel better. Um, and uh, like also saying that like it's okay you know like if that's uh like enjoying yourself is not a bad thing right and i i mean uh, i know mora knows this but um uh yeah it's not an easy walk um <laughs> i think uh acknowledgement is always important uh i think the other side also has to be open to this kind of conversation i don't think that it's necessarily uh always the right um hold on my cat is screaming in front of my door do you have something to say? Hmm? For your own? No? No? Alright, you made me... Not even a purr? You made me... You made me stop the audio and like open the door for you. Alright. Alright. 
sorry for that small interruption um um yeah i think the best way like the best thing that you can do is uh make sure that uh you know they're also willing to hear it because otherwise it would i think um just create more friction than uh it being a productive conversation um and uh yeah ensuring that they know it's not um yeah i think just communication is the most important thing so maybe just right out saying like i'm not trying to shame you into not doing these things or not enjoying yourself but um um i i do want to criticize the system at the same time so um i mean i don't yeah <laughs> i don't know i'm like i it's very hard for me to comment on this because i personally am very self-critical already so for me i don't really take it personally when um people point these things out to me so i also don't know what maybe the best uh like what is the what the best approach to this is but yeah i guess this is uh, this is that <laughs> uh yeah this is my approach at least like trying to make sure like being empathetic towards um how they feel um but at the same time asking them to be open to um the criticism of societal structures that also apply to them um yeah <laughs> i hope this is helpful god i don't know <laughs> Okay, so this is a text that I got, so I am just going to read it out and then um, I will give my two cents. Okay, so a friend of mine sent this to me and she wrote, um, food for thoughts, um, makeup that was invented to promote misogyny. Uh, we've talked about this before, but and you, and you mentioned aesthetics in your last podcast. Maybe you can elaborate your thoughts on makeup. Um, I generally struggle with it because I do it as a means to express myself creatively and I like how I look with makeup but then I think it's internalized misogyny conditioning me to think like that. Um, generally very confused about it all. Okay, so um, yeah. <laughs> this is this goes perfectly with uh, Mora's question actually because I am I'm not here to make anyone feel bad, yeah? Like um, if you want to wear makeup go ahead and wear makeup i think uh life is too short to not enjoy the things that you want to enjoy for yourself um i think you make a very interesting point when you're already saying like maybe uh i have been conditioned to think that it's supposed to make me feel good and um to be honest um i cannot answer that for anyone i think everyone has to answer that for themselves i think what is more important to point out here is that, that you're actually asking yourself that question. And um, the thing is, um, all right, so there's two parts to this, okay? I will talk about the individual part first and then the collective parts on the second. On an individual level, the most important thing is that you are questioning uh, where that feeling comes from. And you're already doing that, so that's great. Um, and... Um, uh it's also important for you to decide um uh yeah so first of all asking yourself where it's coming from and then deciding for yourself um uh do you want to do it uh do you not want to do it and what consequences does that have for you and uh your own um self-esteem and um the way that you think about yourself and about other women 
and um i think this is a constant process i don't think that's something that you you know you sit down once and then you decide within half an hour okay this is how it is um i think that um I think makeup is a very interesting topic because yes, I do believe that it is can be and uh, it's a form of self-expression just as fashion is, but that doesn't mean that we uh, can take it out of context of society because we we live in so we live in this society. So, uh, which brings me to the collective part. So, um, um, whether or not you decide to wear makeup, um, and <coughs> sorry whether um you do it for yourself or maybe you're not doing it for yourself which is also like that's fine um but if you're doing it for yourself you still need to acknowledge the fact that for the collective it is still pushing a stigma um that women have to you know wear makeup to look a certain way and um in in ter again in terms of feminism it's not bringing us very far but then again um is this the hill that you want to die on or not <laughs> is basically the question at the end of the day right so if it's personally for you uh if it's more important that you want to express yourself in this uh, way then i'm not here to stop you and i'm not here to tell you that you shouldn't do that um and i think uh as long as you're being self-critical of your actions um uh, I think it's totally fine. Like, as long as you're not also at the same time spreading the illusion that, you know, this is not having any damage on women at all. Um, I think it's fine. Uh, but this goes with anything, right? Like, um, I know I've been talking a lot about feminism. <laughs> so let me, like, take a step. Like, let me try to make an analogy here. Like, it's, I think it's the same with, um, for example, the clothing industry. Not even talking in feminist terms, you like strictly speaking in moral terms um uh the fact that you know some people are oblivious to saying like um oh i only like you know i go to primark but only once a year or something um and then completely ignoring the fact that that's still uh stimulating a demand for this kind of product uh produced by first of all not very in a very uh, economical like a, a ecological way and also not under humane conditions um while you know it's much more productive for society to say like yes like um i went to h&m and i i bought a shirt and i know it's not good but um here's how i'm gonna try to do better in the future or um you know like maybe yes i bought this but i will make sure that i will use it for a long time or um you know so i think being self-critical and like reflecting a lot is is much more important um to be honest because again like for the average woman it's way too hard <laughs> to uh completely like reject the entire patriarchal standard for women and so i don't think you should feel bad about it and that you are you know uh wearing makeup and like it, of course it's a form of self-expression as well i think um you shouldn't feel bad about that and you you should just um be aware of its social implications overall and um which is also hard <laughs> i'm not gonna lie that's also very hard um but uh yeah i hope that kind of answered your question um
I think makeup is gonna be a whole I mean most of these things are like the contributions are so great <laughs> that I feel like most of them could be an episode by themselves but I'm trying to really keep it um short here but um yeah <laughs> that's uh um it's an interesting question that you raise and I think this is something everyone should think about like yeah yeah <laughs> thank you for that um first of all I want to say that I'm very happy with to see uh you do the projects that you do because you know that I really enjoy um having these conversations with you like all the time and uh I love to hear your point of view on things because I feel like you're more educated on most of these subjects than I am um and um I'm always I'm always willing to grow and to listen of course uh and when I uh when I listen to to the podcast I uh, <laughs> I um I was listening to to uh you saying what's not uh considered feminist uh and why it's not considered feminist and when you when you told when you said all these things or when you gave all these arguments it totally made sense because in the beginning uh with some sta statements I have to say I was a bit confused but then of course you have uh you have very great um arguments uh to state why certain things are the way they are um and uh throughout yeah the podcast i um i found myself agreeing more and more with what you said uh but then again um from a very self-critical point of view i was just listening to everything and i was like ah shit I'm not a feminist at all. Like I'm doing a, I'm doing a bad job. <laughs> I, I was thinking like in, with every statement, I was like, God damn it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not helping at all in any of this because the things that I post on social media, for example, um, are very um, uh, considered sexual and uh, I, I, I like to embrace nudity a lot. Um, one of my my latest posts was one of that that wasn't uh on the topic of nudity and i was smiling in a picture and i uh i made a caption of like yeah um for once a normal picture of me and smiling and then a friend of mine replied to that saying yeah i'm fully clothed for once and i was like yeah i mean that's just that's how how my social media kind of looks like and but the thing is that I I still do it in a way that I consider uh from a a social standard uh sexy um because for me I enjoy uh seeing myself uh in a in a sexy way because I I like to feel sexy as as someone who enjoys uh sex a lot and likes to be considered as a sexual being as well and is not ashamed of it as well but maybe the way I portray it might be um, from the male uh, from the male point of view might be considered for them, um, and in my head it's not for them. But you know, when when I pose, I do I do pose in a way that I know 
is um, considered flattering or is flattering. And I, I, I don't post a lot of the pictures that aren't flattering to me. And um, yeah, in that way, I'm not, I'm not helping. And, and I totally agree with that. And yeah, and in the end, I was like, do I need to, do I need to feel guilty about this? And then, and then you said something that um, I, I, um, I related to a lot. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not on the same page, like not on the same page. I'm not on, on the same level as you when it comes to how far you've become. Um, but you said, I do not consider myself a feminist because you don't, uh, because you also do things that aren't considered feminist, but you, uh, would you consider yourself, um, a person with, um, feminist uh values or feminist thoughts and i couldn't agree more like i think that that's a very um nice thing to to identify as uh for now um because yeah i i don't think that with the way that i portray myself and portray my body uh i can i can consider myself um a feminist, uh, and absolutely no activist either. Um, but yeah, it was just very, very refreshing to to hear these things. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna change the the way that I that I pose or the way that I make my uh, make my pictures because they they make me they make me happy and they make me feel way more confident about myself than than when i when i look in the mirror uh for example like i know i know that when i look in the mirror that's me uh as well but uh just for my self esteem um i like to look at myself and be like but you're also this um this other thing that you consider, uh, yeah, gorgeous. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the most, the, that's the most, uh, stuff I, I wanted to say. I'm thinking if there was something else. Um, yeah, no, I think that's it. Okay, so, um, there's a few things that I want to point out here and um, I think a lot of women feel the same way as you do uh, because I also used to feel that way and I think the only thing that I really have to say is that um, you first okay first of all no there's actually two things I want to say first of all you shouldn't feel bad for not being a feminist because um again it's very hard to dismantle it like dismantle the patriarchy every step in your life um you shouldn't feel bad about that because it's not your fault <laughs> you know it's it's man and the patriarchy and um uh, it's normal that you you know feel this way um and I mean, I think uh, you don't, and you, you said, I think you asked, like, do I need to feel guilty? And the answer is definitely 
no, you don't have to feel guilty um, because you're still allowed to live your life. And um, not everything that you do has to be a feminist action, you know? Um, um, that being said, the second thing that I want to point out is that um, I think it's very interesting that um, you find power or confidence through sensuality and sexuality um because on one hand uh, i understand that especially the sexuality part of it uh, like a woman um being her own sexual being instead of being dicta dictated by men what kind of sexual being they're supposed to be is um you know um also kind of breaking the the frame of that however i think what is what is concerning when i when i hear this by like and it's not only you a lot of women say this right um what i find concerning is that um that this is what gives you confidence because you know men and the reason for that is not um um not that this feeling is weird or anything i'm uh, like the, the reason why it's worrying me is, be, is because that's exactly what the patriarchy tells us that you know our self-worth is um dependent on how sexy we are or how beautiful we are and um so what always concerns me about this when i hear that is like okay um does that mean that you find value through male validation and um even though you don't actively necessarily like in your head you might not think like oh i'm actively seeking it or whatnot but um, I think it's it's important to ask yourself where why does it make you feel better? Um, is it because I don't know um, your sexuality was oppressed for a very long time um, because of family circumstances or other circumstances? Um, is it because um, uh, you felt like you had to hide yourself or something or is it because your worth is determined by this and subconsciously um you have adapted that idea of um you know uh this is how i make myself worthy to the world um yeah i think this is just something that i think all of us should be thinking about without I'm not saying that uh, you shouldn't be proud of, uh, you know, uh, owning your sensuality or your sexuality. I'm just, again, asking maybe to take a step back and ask yourself, where is that coming from? And like, are you appreciating the other so uh, other parts of yourself just as much? Or do you feel especially, um, um, do you feel more like especially confident with uh that um because it you know gives a social validation kind of if that makes sense um which also goes i forgot to say this i think um i think julia mentioned something about um women posting like uh lingerie pictures on their um instagrams and like you know they should be allowed to do so and um um she was saying like if you're doing it for yourself why do you feel like you know uh if you're doing it for yourself and you want to post it then you know like there is nothing bad about that and I, I i agree like there is nothing bad about um sharing pictures of yourself you know like that's not what i'm trying to say but if you're truly doing it for yourself 
um why do you feel the why do we need the, the, the why do we feel the need to share it with others why do we need the likes why do we need the validation and so um like why are we exposing our bodies in this way um so i think this is a i think this is a a thing that we all should think about um yeah but um i yeah <laughs> there's not much else i can say i think um and um yeah but uh i don't think you're alone in thinking this way and i think um we this is again i think why we need uh education on uh, internalized misogyny and misogyny in general and also feminism in schools because um most of us don't have the time uh to think about it uh consciously and uh yeah these conversations are um rarely happening enough i think all over the world so yeah okay so this was all of the uh contributions that i got thank you so so much uh to everyone to alia julia uh lara zanika steffi mora and my anonymous friend um for taking the time to contribute i also want to thank everyone who just listened to the episode and um ma maybe you didn't have time to contribute but that's totally fine i'm still um very grateful um that uh there's you know uh that we're creating this um conversation and discussion so yeah i'm just i feel very 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 grateful uh because i wouldn't be able to do that I, like i wouldn't be able to do this without the support of all of you and um yeah just i i'm i'm just want to say thank you <laughs> again all right so um i will see you again well you will hear me again next week uh probably with a different topic than feminism because <laughs> i am kind of exhausted at this point um <laughs> and um yeah uh but i was very happy to do this uh until then um stay safe stay hydrated um call your loved ones and until next week bye